This is an Alert USA Threat Journal, Homeland Security Weekly Update for Saturday, October 15, 2022. This week in security news. On six occasions this week, Alert USA subscribers were notified via SMS messages to their mobile devices regarding safety and security matters. First up, on Thursday, subscribers were notified of a large wave of hoax 911 calls reporting active shooters in schools across multiple states including California, North Dakota, South Dakota, Louisiana, Minnesota, Ohio, Virginia, South Carolina, and Florida. According to multiple reports, the calls are consistent, coordinated, grouped state-by-state and district-by-district, and they're ongoing. More than 130 calls have been received in the last month alone. Wired Magazine has compiled a list of 92 false reports of school shooting incidents in 16 states that took place in the last two weeks of September. The hoax calls are referred to as swatting. The term denotes calls that falsely report an act of violence in progress or about to occur. The resulting tactical law enforcement response has sometimes ended tragically, though not in a school setting. Perhaps most curious are reports from local authorities in several states who say many of the calls are originating from overseas using voice over IP technology. In the country of origin, Ethiopia, which is located up in the Horn of Africa directly adjacent to Somalia. It is believed that the recent wave is being coordinated by a group of people, including foreign actors and SWAT-for-hire cybercriminals who carry out hoax emergency calls for money. In 2015, New Jersey state cybersecurity officials issued a bulletin on the then-rise in swatting calls. The bulletin cautions that while certain incident types and tactics have received more media coverage than others, swatting scenarios have included bomb threats, active shooter reports, threats of an imminent shooting rampage, hostage scenarios, and threats involving chemical, biological, radiological, nuclear, or explosive agents. What remains the big unknown is the motive with the current multi-state wave of calls. Is the goal simply to spread fear in our communities, payback for disrespecting another school's sports team, or perhaps to gauge response times and tactics? Even though the recent wave of school shooting calls have been hoaxes, Alert USA urges continued caution, vigilance, and diligence on the part of teachers, administrators, and other school employees. Next up, also on Thursday, Alert USA subscribers were notified of an ongoing active shooter situation with multiple victims and crime scenes in the Headingham neighborhood of East Raleigh, North Carolina. In this incident, a 15-year-old white male dressed in camouflage began shooting in the Noose River Greenway area in the early evening, killing five, including an off-duty police officer, and wounding two others. Police discovered two victims on a street and others scattered throughout the neighborhood and in a nearby Noose River Trail. Following a massive manhunt, authorities announced that they had the suspect contained at a residence in a nearby wooded area. The critically wounded suspect was taken into custody around 9.30 after the standoff. As of the time of this report's preparation Friday evening, law enforcement had not publicly confirmed any information about the suspect or the nature of his injuries. That said, local NBC affiliate WRAL identifies the alleged shooter as 15-year-old Austin Thompson. WRAL also reports that one of the fatalities, 16-year-old James Thompson, was the alleged shooter's older brother. Shifting over to the war in Europe, on Monday, Lechusa subscribers were notified of renewed Russian missile attacks on civilian infrastructure and government facilities across Ukraine and the resulting State Department's security alert urging U.S. citizens in the country to depart immediately. Between private military contractors, battlefield contractors who maintain complex weapon systems supplied by the U.S., aid workers, and all others, it's estimated that there could be far north of 10,000 Americans currently in Ukraine. 84 cruise missiles and 24 drones were launched by Russia, about a third of which were shot down. 
Russian President Vladimir Putin tied the barrage to last week's bombing of the Kerch Bridge, which connects the Crimean Peninsula with mainland Russia. Putin vowed that more strikes would follow if Russian targets were hit again. In related news, NATO defense ministers met in Brussels this week to step up and sustain support to Ukraine and to continue to strengthen NATO's own defenses against the backdrop of Russia's most significant escalation since the start of the Ukraine conflict. On Tuesday, NATO Secretary General Jen Stoltenberg gave an opening press conference describing the broad scope of NATO's response to the dangerous security situation in Eastern Europe. Here's Secretary Stoltenberg. Good afternoon. NATO defense ministers uh, will meet this week at an important moment for transatlantic security. We will review our progress on strengthening NATO's deterrence and defense. We will further increase the protection of our critical infrastructure in light of the sabotage of the North Stream pipelines. And we will step up and sustain our support for Ukraine. So that we can continue, so that so they can continue to defend themselves and liberate territory from Russian occupation. Ukraine has the momentum and continues to make significant gains, while Russia is increasingly resorting to horrific and indiscriminate attacks on civilians and critical infrastructure. President Putin is failing in Ukraine. His attempted annexations, partial mobilization and reckless nuclear rhetoric represents the most significant escalation since the start of the war. And they show that this war is not going as planned. NATO is not party to the conflict, but our support is playing a key role. Allies remain united in their support for Ukraine's sovereignty and self-defense. I welcome the recent announcements by allies to provide more advanced air defense systems and other capabilities to Ukraine. And I look forward to further deliveries. Our message is clear. NATO stands with Ukraine for as long as it takes. President Putin started this war, he must end it by withdrawing his forces from Ukraine. And President Lukashenko should stop the complicity of Belarus in this illegal conflict. On Thursday, I will chair a regular meeting of the nuclear planning group. The fundamental purpose of NATO's nuclear deterrent has always been to preserve peace prevent coercion and deter aggression. Next week, NATO will hold its long-planned deterrence exercise, Steadfast Noon. This is routine training, which happens every year, to keep our deterrence safe, secure and effective. President Putin's veiled nuclear threats are dangerous and irresponsible. Russia knows that the nuclear war cannot be won and must never be fought. We are closely monitoring Russia's nuclear forces. We have not seen any changes in Russia's posture, but we remain vigilant. 
At the Madrid summit in June, NATO leaders decided a fundamental shift in our defense and deterrence to respond to the new security reality. We have doubled the number of NATO battlegroups in the east of the Alliance. They can be scaled up quickly to brigade size. We are also increasing the number of our high readiness forces. At this ministerial, we will take decisions to increase our stockpiles of munitions and equipment, to speed up the delivery of capabilities, and to use the NATO defence planning process to provide industry with the long-term demand they need to boost production. We will also address the protection of critical infrastructure. NATO has been working on this for many years. And following the sabotage of the North Stream pipelines, we have further enhanced our vigilance across all domains. We have doubled our presence in the Baltic and North Seas to over 30 ships, supported by maritime patrol aircraft and undersea capabilities. These efforts are closely coordinated by NATO's Maritime Command. Allies are also increasing security around key installations and stepping up intelligence and intelligence sharing. We will take further steps to strengthen our resilience and protect our critical infrastructure. Any deliberate attack against allies' critical infrastructure would be met with a united and determined response. Our final session will focus on NATO's missions and operations, from Kosovo to Iraq. We will be joined by EU High Representative Borrell, because NATO and the European Union face the same security challenges. We have a difficult winter ahead, so it's even more important that North America and Europe continue to stand united in support for Ukraine and in defense of our people. Next up, in travel security news, Alert USA again reminds listeners that a U.S. State Department worldwide caution is in effect warning of the continuing threat of terrorist attacks, demonstrations, and other violent actions against U.S. citizens and interests overseas. According to the cautionary statement, current information suggests that terrorist organizations continue to plan terrorist attacks against U.S. interests in multiple regions across the globe. These attacks may employ a wide variety of tactics to include suicide operations, assassinations, kidnappings, hijackings, and bombings. With this in mind, those listeners planning travel abroad should set aside time to bolster the safety and security aspects of your trip. At a minimum, Alert USA strongly recommends checking out the U.S. State Department's travel website as well as that of the CDC for safety, security, and health considerations for your destination as well as for the latest evolving international travel regulations. In addition to U.S. government travel guidance, Alert USA also recommends taking a few minutes to visit the equivalent websites of the Canadian, Australian, and British governments to see the travel guidance that those nations are providing to their citizens, as security analysis and assessments often vary. Links to those foreign government sites can be found in the weekly Threat Journal email newsletter. Finally, Alert USA also recommends U.S. citizens planning travel abroad take a few minutes to register your trip with the State Department's Smart Traveler Enrollment Program so you can receive important information directly from the embassy about the safety conditions in your destination country both before and while you are there, as well as to help the embassy contact you in an emergency. All of this stuff is easy, it's free, and could potentially save your life if you simply avail yourself of the resources. 
You can find more on each of the stories in this report in the latest issue of the Threat Journal email newsletter. Take a moment and visit ThreatJournal.com to sign up. The publication is free, and a copy of this week's issue will be immediately sent to you via email. If you would like to receive breaking Homeland Security-related threat and incident alerts on your mobile device, such as those mentioned inside of this weekly update, visit AlertsUSA.com. AlertsUSA continues to monitor the overall domestic and international threat environment and will immediately notify service subscribers via SMS messages and email of new alerts, warnings, and advisories, or any other factors which signal a change in the overall threat picture for American citizens as events warrant. This has been an Alert USA Threat Journal Homeland Security Weekly Update for Saturday, October 15, 2022.